Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And welcome to our live Astros Twins Game 2 post-game show. Robert with Stephen Kerr. 40 years of journalism between uh, all of his experience. He's a lifelong Astro fan, as am I, 30 years for me. And Stephen, man, it was a rough day for Houston sports teams. This was this was tough. Well, I guess I shouldn't ask for 2-0 and anymore, huh? You think maybe I should just uh, take what we get? Because <laughs> it didn't work out that way. We went 0-2 today, Robert. That's not what was supposed to happen. Yeah, that's the one thing that I don't like about this time of year, Stephen, is uh, it seems like these games a lot of times pile up on Sunday where you have a couple of them, and it it, it, it typically doesn't go well for Houston sports teams when you have two teams that you really want to win on the same day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems like it's a little bit much to ask for, but, you know, all is not lost on, on either front. I mean, the Texans have only played five games, and the Astros still are one and one with the Twins, but you got to be a little worried going to Minnesota. I mean, I know the Astros have a great road record. They were 51 and 31. and But the way the Twins fans reacted during the wild card series against Toronto, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher than most people might think going up there, especially if the Astros lose game three. I mean, I think it's even more important now, Robert, that they go up 2-1 in this series because if they don't, it's going to be really, really hard for them to to win it at this point. Man, all you wanted was to split it. We we got the road strows this year. Stephen, have, have you not been watching this team? <laughs> yes, I have been. And, and I, like I said, I know they're fifty-one and thirty-one, but this is the postseason, and anything can happen. But yeah, at least they're not down two zero. That that is the best thing. They're they're not down two zero. They can still win this thing. You know, we we've seen them be sluggish before like this, and then come back and win the next two, three games, whatever it is. So all hope is not lost. I mean, this is a bad night, but the series is far from over. Maldi is going to fix Christian Javier in game three. I mean, come on. Dusty keep Dusty has told me all year that, you know, all we need is Maldi out there to fix all our, our pitchers. Christian Javier, I'm sure this is the game that he finally gets fixed. I mean, he didn't want to fix him in the regular season. He didn't want to throw everybody off, Stephen. He didn't want to, you know, make <laughs> you think that he, he could do everything, that he was a god. Well, if now if there's any time to fix Christian Javier, it would be right now, Robert, because he is going to be the game three starter. I think I heard just before the broadcast ended, uh, they did announce that. And of course, you had Hunter Brown coming out of the bullpen. I mean, he only pitched an inning. You know, he could see some time in game four, but we know now who the game three starter is. And, you know, I, I mean, Christian Javier has more playoff experience to some degree than Hunter Brown. He certainly has more than J.P. France. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is Dusty's just, again, wanting to go with experience over the fact that, I mean, none of those pitchers have really stood out in the last few weeks, but it's just, I don't know. It's almost like a toss-up at this point. Yeah, he's just picking between the best of a bunch of terrible options, really, with the Astros starting pitching. Eddie says Astros thrive in hostile environments. They feed off of it. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah that's you're right. The case. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Well, get in the comments. We want to hear from you. We're not going to go forever on this game because I know uh, <laughs> it's kind of depressing, but uh, we'll unpack it a little. And, man, we've seen Frommer give up way too many home runs this year. That means he's giving up high fly balls. And so what happens early, Stephen? Correa 
double off the wall, high fly ball in the first. That scores a run. Then Farmer launches that two-run homer. Yeah, it's almost an indicator, it seems, you know, when, when he starts out that way. And he, he kind of turned things around in the middle innings. But unlike Verlander, you know, Verlander was shaky yesterday. But unlike Verlander, the roof kind of caved in on him a little bit. His curve was definitely off. The fastball certainly was off. I believe the home run to Farmer was a fastball. And I, I think the, the first double that Correa hit, the one he hit in the first inning, was a curveball, or at least it was a breaking ball. So, yeah, Fromber definitely did not have it tonight. I mean, it was obvious from the get-go. And unfortunately, he didn't get it together in time the way Verlander did. And, you know, the, the Twins haven't scored more than four runs in a postseason game since 2004, game four of the ALDS. They, they could have scored three runs and still won the game, as it turned out. So, you know, that's just the way it happened, Robert. Well, a couple of things that you got to talk about with Fromber, Stephen, in this game. You know, this is a guy that depends on ground balls, and they weren't calling the low strike. They just This umpire was very hit and miss and usually miss on the low strike. The other thing is Fromber would not throw the curveball early in this game, and the Twins are terrible at, at curveballs. So those two things combined is just a recipe for disaster. Well, you know what? That's a great point. Well, both of those are great points. DJ Rayburn, the, the home plate umpire, I mean, I don't know what he was calling. He, he was just calling all kinds of – he was getting it from both sides. I mean, the Astros, you know, Bregman wasn't happy on a particular strike call, and, you know, there were several – but Correa also wasn't for the Twins side. But to get to your point about the Twins hitting the curveball, they hit 166 against the curve in the regular season. So that is a very good point and a good question. I mean, if Martin Maldonado is such a great signal caller behind the plate – why wasn't he calling for more curveballs unless he just felt that Frommer's breaking stuff just wasn't working any better than his fastball? But, you know, at least go to it a little bit more because the, the Twins were certainly weak against it for most of the season. I'm just shocked that people have something against what Maldonado's doing behind home plate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Astros won all of Frommer's postseason starts last year. He was 3-0 and with a 1.44 ERA Five runs in this game. You guys know the story. Not action for the Astros until the fourth. Tucker walks and is on second when Brantley singles. The TV broadcast team questioned whether they should have sent Tucker, but Steven, the left fielder, had the ball in his glove before Tucker hit third. I didn't think you could take that chance, especially with McCormick and Pena coming up. No, no. I definitely agreed with that. Gary Pettis is a smart third base coach. He usually knows when to send runners and when not to. I don't think you you want to take a chance on that. You know, even as good of a base runner as Tucker is, that's not a play that that I would have wanted to wanted to send him on. Definitely not. Chaz strikes out to end the fourth, so we go to the fifth. That's when Fromber puts runners on second, third with one out. The ump misses a couple of classic Fromber yeah. sinker balls that painted the bottom of the strike zone. Ends up in a walk, loads the bases for Correa and Steve. How many times do I need to tell Astros fans quit? Booing Correa. Look, you saw what happens when Altuve gets booed. That's right. That's right. I was going to say that too. Yeah, quit booing the guy. He's doing too well. You know, cheer for him if you want. Just have total silence if you want. But quit freaking booing him because all he's doing is killing the Astros. Correa has become an Astros killer. I've said it. He's an Astros killer now. Quit booing the guy. Well, he's he's an everybody killer in the playoffs right now. His OPS around, oh, was it like 
1300 and he's batting over 500 and by the way that pitch that he hit was below the strike zone wasn't a bad pitch no it was wasn't. it was not no. and, and he's now knocked in the third most runs in postseason history well wouldn't you know that he would wait till the postseason to do this because what, what was he batting like 234 during the regular season definitely not a good offensive production season for Correa he's been battling injuries most of that time but of course you knew that if he was going to play he was going to turn it on in the postseason how many times have Astros fans seen that so now that he's on the twins he's doing the same thing with the twins so yeah that that was not a bad pitch he just Carlos Correa is just a great hitter with those kind of pitches so, yeah, the Astros basically go down six to nothing. The Twins add another run. Correa's in the middle of that, of course. And then I should mention Jordan's home run, but whatever. That's what he does. <laughs> it's just Jordan. This game ended the only way it could end, Stephen. Great defensive play by Correa. And he gets yeah. the guy that replaced him at shortstop. Gee, it, it, I, I usually call things like that twisted irony. And that is definitely twisted irony because how else was the script supposed to end on a night like tonight, right? Yeah, Correa that makes some sparkling defensive play just like he did with the Astros. And in this case, he gets his replacement. So, yeah, I guess you just knew that was probably how this game was going to end. Anything else that happened in the game that, you know, made you uh, take a note or anything? I, I don't know what else to say because it just it never felt like they had a shot once. Bromberg gave up those three runs. I mean, you got to talk about their pitcher. Uh, he he just was dom. Pablo was dominant. Yeah, Pablo game. Lopez was dominant. And one of the things I noticed, Robert, is you know, I mean, his fastball was working, but he was jamming a lot of the Astros hitters inside. I mean, they just they could not get anything going off of that. And and he's only given up. Well, let's see, he's given up uh, two runs now. I think in postseason play. No, he wasn't. He wasn't in the game when Alvarez hit that home run. So he's only given up one one run in two postseason games this year. So the Twins definitely have something in him. Yeah, and and we knew this. This is their ace. Uh, their starting pitching is is just better, and pitching matters in the playoffs. Now, if 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 Javier can somehow get it together for Game Three, then again you make it interesting. And then of course, no matter what, you're going to get back to Houston for game five, and then you've got Verlander, and then Verlander against anybody is at least a fair fight. You know, at least, you, you, at least you're not taking a knife to a gunfight. Well, that's right. And, uh, you know, that that's what you have to hope for, that the Astros can just jump in front, hang on. If they have to go back for a game five, regardless of, you know, how they played at home this year, you still have to think they, they come back and they certainly have a chance to win. And, you know, this team – Sometimes this team plays better with their backs against the wall. I mean, look what happened the last week of the season, Robert. Lest we forget, they entered the last week of the season. We didn't even know if they were going to make the postseason, much less win the division. Well, they did what they had to do. And that, lo and behold, not only did they get in the postseason, but they won the division. So all hope is not lost. I, you know, one-to-one, -one, we go to Minnesota. It's going to be tough. I mean, the, the Twins fans are going to be loud, but... You know, as the, the person made the comment a little while ago, the Astros thrive in those environments. So it, it definitely, you know, gives you a good feeling in the way they played on the road. One thing I do want to mention about Fromber, though, and I didn't realize this till tonight, but, you know, in five starts at Minute Maid Park since the All-Star break, Fromber's ERA is not that good, Robert. It was 6.30 in those five games or in those five starts. And that's including the no-hitter. I'm pretty sure he did pitch the no-hitter at Minute Maid, did he not? Yes. Yeah. 
But, you know, besides that, he really hadn't pitched that well at home in the second half of the season. So that's a little bit puzzling. Yeah, and the fact that he's getting the ball up, this is not helping at Minute Man. I mean, you can't do that there. And, you know, our old friend from Astros past, from Astros lore, Joaquin Andohars, once said that you can sum up baseball in one word, you never you know. never know. <laughs> I love and, that. And, yeah. and I say that because the Rangers are up 2-0 on the Orioles, and after blowing their chance to win the division just one week ago, they played four playoff games in a row and are one game away from knocking out the 100-win Orioles and being in the American League Championship Series. Well, how many times have we seen this in the postseason? I mean, the Astros were fortunate last year. They were a 100-plus win team that didn't get knocked out, but... I mean, just think about, you know, year after year, we see this. I mean, the the Dodgers series with the Diamondbacks isn't over, but man, the way they pummeled them in game one, you know, this is what happens. And yeah, the Rangers are in the position, if they just win one more game, they're going to be in the ALCS. That's why I'm hoping the Astros can win this. Wouldn't an Astros-Rangers ALCS be wonderful? When they put those two teams in the same division a decade ago, you were hoping for a rivalry that... The Astros went up and up and up and, you know, have done what they've done. And the Rangers have been in the opposite direction. But finally, you know, if if that comes to pass, yes, that would be the beginning of maybe the rivalry we've been waiting for 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 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like Oilers-Cowboys, you know, back in the day. I mean, yeah, you could say Texans-Cowboys, but I don't think that's so much of a rivalry. But you know what? You got to get through the Twins first. So that's what the Astros have to do. You know, they they literally do need to take it one game at a time, get back on top in this series, go to Minnesota, win game three, heck, win game four. Don't even have to come back to Minute Maid Park. But if you do, then, uh, you know, you got to come back home, just have to get this, have to get this series win in order to get to the ALCS. You mentioned the Cowboys and they got beat pretty bad. So it wasn't a total waste of a day because of that not <laughs> yeah. not not, much not a Cowboys Dallas fan it wasn't <laughs> yeah I know I know you 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 have uh some uh uh Dallas Cowboys back in your blood from back in the Roger Staubach days but yeah. one of the things about uh one of the things I saw on the broadcast was they mentioned the fact that you know the Cowboys is what's going on in that game and I know a lot of you are going back and forth I know there's a lot of people in Texas Going, and, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if there's a lot of Cowboys fans in Texas that are also Astros fans or vice versa. Steve. Probably not. I, well, you know what? I actually know one. I, I know one who is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, but he is a huge Astros fan. He's also a Texas Tech alum. So I don't know what that tells you, but <laughs> he's, yeah, I do actually know somebody who does that. But you know what, Robert, all in all, it wasn't a great weekend for Texas teams, period. The Longhorns lost, the Aggies lost, the Texans lost, the Astros. I mean, they split, so you can't say it was a total loss for the weekend. But, yeah, kind of a rough weekend for uh, most of the Texas teams here. Well, uh, Brandy says that she likes the Cowboys and the Astros. Is that who you're speaking of? No, actually, I, I've forgotten that, but I was thinking of someone else that I went to school with. Who? So, okay, that makes two. Yeah, Astros, Cowboys, that makes two people. Uh, Saul says, or Saul this, I'm, I hope I get your name right. He says, if we come back home, we are done. We suck at home. Well, we got one game at home already. We got that one. We got the first one, the key one. 
Yeah. And I mean, sometimes the Astros, as I said, with their backs against the wall, when they have to win that clinching game, they have been known to do it at home. So, you know, I, I know it's a crazy thing, this this home thing, 39 and 42 in the regular season. But hey, when the postseason gets here, you just have to hope you can throw it out the window. Just not tonight. Anybody else in the comments? Uh, anybody else have something to say? Any questions? Anything you guys want to mention? Because we're going to wrap it up pretty quick because it's it, it's not much to talk about. Stephen, any thoughts on the Texans today? Since uh, we, we didn't have you for the Texans postgame show, what did you think about what happened? Well, they certainly were in a position to win. And look, C.J. Stroud didn't have his best day. But, you know, what's encouraging, Robert, is a quarterback exudes greatness when he doesn't have a great day, yet still puts his team in a position to win. Now, when they scored that touchdown late, I felt the same way that I felt yesterday in the Longhorns OU game. They probably did it too early. You left way too much time on the clock. You gave the Falcons a chance. I think, didn't they have all three of their timeouts left? Yes. They, you know, they had plenty of time. So I knew. I was like, oh, CJ, you went a little too fast there, dude. But, you know, the fact that he did lead them back from behind like that, I tell you what, you know, we if the guy can stay healthy, and that is my prayer, Robert, I'm sure that's the prayer of everybody is that if C.J. Stroud could stay healthy, this team is going to turn it around. They're going to. They still need to get some puzzle pieces in place. You know, the, the defense played well all in all. They were kind of sloppy in the first half. But, man, C.J. Stroud, even when he wasn't at his best, he still came through for the most part and at least put the team in a position to win. Randy says, has it been confirmed Verlander is pitching game five? If there is, there is absolutely a hundred percent. I don't need Dusty to confirm it. I'm telling you, he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be on full rest. There's, there's no way they're not going to pitch him in a game five. Now, you know what I hope they don't do is try to pitch him in a game four. Let's say no. they're down two to one, because as you and I know, Robert, and a lot of fans know, Verlander on short rest is not effective. Verlander. Well, they ruined him for the. 2019 playoffs yes. when they pitched him in that Tampa series. Exactly. So, yeah, but but in game five, absolutely. He'll be on, you know, full rest. There's no way they wouldn't pitch him in game five. All right. Well, let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, just a frustrating game for the Astros. They lose it six to two. Fromber with a poor outing. The bats were mostly silent. Not much good to say. Hopefully they can just, just all you need is one in Minnesota, but if they get two, we'll take it. Uh, the road yeah. strows are you know, they've been money all year, so let's see if they can keep it going. But uh, we will talk to you again for the next uh, Astros postgame show on Tuesday. It's an afternoon game if people haven't seen it. So we'll, we'll be hitting with you guys early evening, right, Stephen? Yeah, it's 3.07 on Tuesday. So sometime in the evening right after the game. So, yeah, it won't be too – it won't be – hey, the Astros are actually playing some earlier games for a change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not that's, tonight, uh, maybe, but, you know, but the games are going faster, too, so – even though it was a seven o'clock game, would we start this? I think at like ten eighteen. So, you know, last year it might be eleven forty-five or midnight by the time we got this thing started. Yeah, thank goodness for that. There, there is there is some good news with all this. These games are moving a little bit quicker, which is uh, always a good thing. Well, that's all we got. That's all for the post game show. Good night, everybody. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.